together this morning, if you will. song, but it's, I will praise the Lord. I feel like I'm singing to myself this morning. Somebody help me sing this morning and sing it like you mean it. I will praise the Lord. Let's sing it. Oh, I Praise the Lord, because I know that God's got it all in control. Amen. We have a, a few written requests today. We want to remember uh, uh, Brother Ben is, is traveling. I think he may still be in Canada ministering. And also Brother Jonathan is, is traveling this morning. His family is remember them in our prayer. Sister Vicki Tidwell will continue to remember her. Sister Bethany, and I think Brother Cameron, remember them. Uh, also Brother Alt Tag, I hope I'm pronouncing that right out of I've struggled with that, but the brother that was in the automobile accident, let's remember him, that God will continue to give him strength. And uh, Sister Christy, you want to continue to remember her too. God will be with her. Also, uh, have a little note here from Brother Claude and Sister Eugenia this morning. Uh, their family wants to thank all the sisters and brothers who supported their home. And for this act of brotherly love, may God fill you with his rich blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. So appreciate that, Brother Claude. Amen. If you have an unspoken request, just make it known by an uplifted hand. God sees what your need is in this service today, and he's very mindful of what we have need of in this service today. Let's go to him in prayer this morning, if you will. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, as we humbly, Lord, we come before your presence again, Lord. We just want to thank you. Father, that you've given us this opportunity that we have, that we can just assemble together this morning and to worship you, Lord, and to bind together and to give you praise and honor and glory for all your blessings to us, Lord. We're such a blessed people this morning. Sometimes we, we don't realize how blessed we are, Father. We woke up this morning. We was in our right minds, Lord, and, and here we are gathered together in your chosen place of worship, and we thank you for it, Father. We pray that you'll just touch each of these requests that were written Every hand that was raised, Lord, you know the need under the hand, and we pray to just supply it. In this service today, Lord, we're looking forward to testimonies 
of your grace to us, Lord. Bless us in the service. Bless the songs, the music, and the minister of the word, Lord. Anoint our ears to hear what you have to say to us. We'll thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Aren't you thankful this morning? Amen. Let's sing this in peace. Well, I woke up this morning with my mind Stayed on Jesus I woke up this morning with my mind and trials Monday through Friday. But guess what? Sunday is coming. And guess what? Today, Sunday is here. And we thank the Lord for it. Amen. Let's sing this again, Steve. There's a light in the window and the table spread in splendor someone standing by the open door oh i can see the crystal river lord i must be here forever and lord i No one's old 
sick we get Lord, I thank you for every lonely 
I prayed till I knew that everything was all right. And I thank you for the valley I walked through today. I've got to make it to heaven somehow Though the devil tempts me and he tries to turn me around Oh, he's offered everything that's got a name All the wealth I'd want, worldly fame If I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now Well, I started out traveling for the Lord many years ago and I've had a lot of heartaches, I've had a lot of grief and woe. But when I would stumble, then I would humble down. And it's there I would say, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Help me see. Well, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. God's love. All the silver and gold could never buy His love from above. When my soul needs healing and I begin to feel His power, well, if there I would say, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. No. This morning, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this piece out. Oh, and mercy said no. I'm not going to let you go. And I'm not going to let you slip away. And you don't have to be afraid. Mercy said no. No. Oh. 
thankful that his mercy said no. Amen. One more song. We'll let you have your seats this morning. Good to have our sister here with us in the service and also have Sister Sarah with us today. Bless you, Sister Sarah. This one's with you, baby. Above all powers, above all kings. Sing it with me. Above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders this world has ever known, above all wealth, above all wealth and the treasures of the Thought of me 
thankful for what the Lord done for us this morning. He took the fall and thought of me above all. Praise the Lord. We'll let you have your seats this morning. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering you just give to the Lord. I know he'll bless your efforts today. Don't forget we have our special meetings coming up uh, the 19th and the 20th with uh, Brother Andrew Dodd uh, ministering for us. We're looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us in those meetings. Also, I think uh, I always forget what the day is. Today's the 13th. Okay, so that means tomorrow, uh, Sister Tabitha Jones is going to be uh, celebrating her birthday. And they're not with us, but they may be streaming this morning. We want to wish her a very special happy birthday, Sister Tabitha. Amen. Uh, Sister Carrie has got a special for us this morning. So, Carrie, if you'll make your way up, sing for us today. I want you to listen to the words of this song. It is, it is. Just wonderful words, and I thank the Lord for them this morning. I believe it'll be a blessing to you if you just listen today.
when the enemy comes in like a flood, or turn up my praise and overcome this morning. Let's stand together, if you will, as we invite our pastor to come this morning to deliver what the Lord has uh, given him on his heart for us today. I know. I hope you brought your your baskets, not not, not your saucer, but your baskets this morning to, to get them filled today. Amen. Sing us, I believe it's in the key of C. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. this morning that the Lord he likes our helplessness one of the greatest battles we have and one of the hardest thing for a Christian to do is nothing because he did it all for us these human elements want to try to do something it's so hard to not do anything when you're, when you're a Christian. Just let the Lord just go into overdrive in your lives. 
We just welcome him this morning in our midst. Just so appreciate his presence here. When Paul was writing to the Philippians, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in Philippi, which was a city in Macedonia, he said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. If we will just get our mind in that dimension of thinking of the Lord Jesus Christ, put our minds and our spirits and our mentality on the things of the Lord, then he will do great things in our lives. God loves for us to think about him. As the brethren come this morning, this is the tithes, the first fruits. Let's sing that to the Lord. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he healed me, how he picked me up, turned me around. What a mighty God this morning. Let's sing it to him. Give us this. Oh, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up, he turned me around, and he placed my feet on solid ground. Oh, that makes me want to shout, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, your word.
there is a natural thirst, a desire that is built in us from the time that we were born through the discharge of that germ, that sperm, in it was the very attributes of God. Amen. And everything that you will ever be in God was in that germ. Amen. Hallelujah. Your praise, your worship, your entire life. You're in a manifested uh, form of maturity now, but you always was. You always was somewhere else before you came here. This is why we're going back to where God has called us to. To something much higher in this life. Something greater than the shadows of this life. You're only the shadow, the fall of your life. But there'll be another spring. Praise God. We're going to that wonderful city, that new Jerusalem. May the Lord bless your musicians. Thank you so much. Happy to be with you in the house of the Lord. I want to make a couple of announcements quickly as uh, Thanksgiving is uh, quickly approaching us. Uh, there'll be no, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, no uh, uh, midweek service here at the Tabernacle. Uh, just giving you time there for your family uh, to take some time and enjoy uh, the time with your family. For those of you who'll be traveling and then having family coming in, we just want you to take that time to be with them. Also remember the meetings. I believe Brother Mark mentioned it. Uh, this Saturday at 6 and then Sunday morning at 11. We're looking for a great time on fellowship around the blessings of the Lord. So let's just keep that in prayer as the Lord just continue to bless us uh, real good this morning. I trust you came to be blessed. Amen. I was leaving the office and I listened to a message there. Brother Brandon was saying, he said, the reason God don't do much for us, we don't praise him enough. Right. He said, if you go to praising God, he'll do something special for you. How many wants God to do something special in your life today? Hallelujah. Praise, remember, is the articulation of a worshiping heart. That God wants us to exude to him the worship that's due to his matchless name. I'm convinced that there's two things we don't do enough, and that's praise and pray. Amen. And you can never pray too much. That's never been a problem that I've had in pastoring the last 28 years of an individual or a family praying too much. You can never do too much. You can never praise too much. We've had a lot of problems, but that's never been a problem. Where I have to tell a saint in the church, you know what, you need to stop praying because you're praying too much. It's quite the opposite. We need to be praying more and praising more uh, this morning. I believe we're in for a good time in the presence of the Lord. We've got a good many traveling today, but that's fine. We are here to worship uh, Jesus Christ. Also, I do want to mention this. Um, there's so many times that we have um, invitations sent to us from our associate churches, uh, youth meetings going on and, and camp meetings and such like. And they'll come to me and I, it'll somehow just get stuck at my desk and I'll forget about it. And, but I, I want you to remind me, we've got a lot of, this is a computerized age, and I'm way behind in time, and the hard copies will come, and I'll forget about it, but you know, they're all over the internet. You can find these meetings, so if you will remind me about it, I would appreciate it when we have, we just had a nice meeting here in South Carolina, I forgot to announce it to the young people, there's more meetings in Virginia that's going on, there is also 
the uh, winter retreat um, that is um, that is happening for the young people. If you'll remind me about it so we can um, announce it or either try to get Brother Mark to uh, mention it to you. And what I'd like to do, if we have enough um, interest into it, then I will sponsor it for the young people. But it's not because that I don't want to announce it. I just sometimes it slipped my mind. But, you know, once the invitations come, they're hard copy and then they're all on the Internet and I'm not against the, the social media and all of that, but I'm not on there enough to keep up with it. So if you see a meeting or something, feel free to just shoot me a text or something. So Brother Joseph, there's a meeting going on. There's something happening here. Do you think our youths will be interested in this? I'll look into it and pray about it and make sure it's a, a group, a church, uh, the ministry there that I'm acquainted with. And we can fellowship together around the word of God. Because the Bible said, how can two work together unless they agree with the, with the word? We have to agree with the word of God. So if you'll do that, I will appreciate it. Uh, just let me know so I can um, remind the congregation here. We do want our young people to go to the meetings, to get out and to meet other young people. Who know, you may even find your mate when you go to these meetings. Amen. We've got a lot. Amen people to see and good places to go and to have a good time in the Lord. You know, my wife wasn't really, I don't think she was praying for a, for a husband, but the Lord sent me all the way from Canada. And I came to a camp meeting where I was sent there by my pastor, Brother John LaFontaine, on some mission work. And we went to the missionary meetings uh, there. And my brothers and some of my cousins, you know, they were, they were there hunting girls, you know. They were going, they're going to get the girls, the prettiest girls and everything, you know. And Jerry, if you're listening to me, you're going to have to forgive me. But anyways, we, you know, they were going out. But I, I just never, it, it wasn't on my mind, to be honest with you. I just was so focused on the things of the Lord. But it was in that camp meeting where I saw my beautiful bride. The Lord gave me an open vision with her. Amen. And she had a veil over her head, a wedding dress with a veil over her head. After that service, I met our sister, and I told her, I mean, I was sort of blunt, you know, I, I wasn't savvy with these things, you know, I didn't date around, I didn't know how you go about doing it, but I told her sister, I'm going to marry your, uh, your, your sister, Deanna, and it's like, what? <laughs> sure enough, it wasn't long after, we dated twice, we got married, amen, six months later, and after almost 34 years of marriage, I want to thank God for his amazing grace. Now, I'm not recommending that for everybody now. That's not for everybody. You got to know that you know. Amen. You got to know that you know uh, that the Lord has someone for you. Praise the Lord. That's quick, wasn't it? That was quick. But the Lord does things very quick. The Lord's business requires haste. Amen. In my case, it was that way. But I want to thank God for her in these years. Going on 34, 35 years by God's grace of his mercy and his love to us. But we appreciate you. If you'll let me know that, I would... I will be grateful to you for it. Um, we, we've got many of the young people here that would like to just go and have good fellowship. And I want you to, to be associated with others of precious life faith. Because the Bible teaches us not to be unequally yoked uh, with the world or the people of the world. But to, to be uh, the children of God in, in a fellowship he has called us. We're going to speak again on the Emerald Bride. And part three uh, this morning, and just have a good time in the Lord. We'll see how far we go in Revelations chapter four. If you would go there again with me. I tried several different thoughts keep coming to my mind. I had three or four different sermons that I was working on and writing and build 
get two or three or four pages and the Holy Spirit just keep bringing me back uh, to the Emerald Bride. So maybe there's something else he wants to say to us this morning. Um, Revelation chapter 4. Let's remember each other in prayer. We just thank God for being in our midst. He's Jehovah Rapha. You know that. It means he's our healer. He's our healer. There are many sicknesses, many that are weak, a lot of ailments, uh, a lot of things. We're in the frailty of this life. And uh, if you're not sick now, you will get sick. And you said, Brother Joseph, that's not positive. That's just life. But praise God, we have a healer. We have a healer. Thank God. I'm praying for Brother Greg and Sister Christy. We know God is mindful. He's mindful of our needs. My daughter, Bethany, not here today, but we're just praying for her as well. Many others that are sick in your body. If, if you've been sick, let me show a show of hands if you've been sick or you've been struggling. See, God God knows the needs. You see, we're many sicknesses, but God is able to heal us. You believe that? Amen. He said, I'm the Lord and healeth all thy diseases. You believe the diseases can be brought under the blood of Jesus Christ and be canceled out from your lives. Hallelujah. Revelations 4, chapter 4, verses 1. And after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me. See, there was a voice speaking, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So John now caught up in the spirit. He's left the church ages where the Spirit of the Lord had been moving in uh, chapter 1 through chapter 3. He didn't have an ear to ear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And then God gives a message to each angel to the church, a messenger, and he brings that message to the people. But now John is at the conclusion. He's at the end of the age. And God took him up out of the church ages he said, after these, thing, after these things, I love that. Come up here and I will show thee things will be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in the heaven. And one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon as jasper and sardine stone. Uh, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in a sight like Onto an emerald. Emerald color is actually a, a greenish, yellowish green. It is the, it is the stone that uh, under the zodiac of what you're born under. Whether you're in June, January through uh, the 12 months of the year. You're born under these, um, these signs. And each sign carries a specific stone. That has symbolic meanings to your lives. And as we see it here this morning. We noticed that he was to look upon as jasper and sardine stone. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your amazing grace. And for your love to us. We pray that your sweet Holy Spirit will just. Uh, just gather around this this group of people this morning and allow the great uh, mind of God to be expressed here today, Lord. May we lay aside every thought of the day and the cares of this life as we come into your divine presence now. 
We just ask that your Holy Spirit will fill every fiber of our beings, touch our mind, our spirit, our body. God, we love you. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We thank you for your amazing grace to us. May your very mind be expressed now in the service in the name of Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I was sort of curious as I was studying on these different signs uh, that we are born under and they carry a certain nature about it, whether you're Taurus or a Leo or a Scorpion or, or any of the, of the signs of the Zodiac. It is really not a myth, but you understand that those, those traits or certain things that goes with that sign is carried over into our lives, even as Christians. Because, see, God, when he, his first Bible was written into the Zodiacs, is where God wrote everything in the, in the signs of the time. The people of the olden days would look to the heavenlies to hear and to see what God was doing in their time. When God wanted to say something to the people before the prophets, he would display it into the heavenlies. And by the signs of the events, they will know what God was doing. Even Jesus came and he rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he said, you can discern the face of the sky, the sign, and, 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 and the weather and such like. But you cannot discern the, the, the signs of the time. Because the people were so focused into the heavenly atmosphere. Because this is how God communed with them. But we understand that God then transcends himself from uh, that form of a Bible into another form. And as we see it through the laws of Moses, God began to write his law then upon the tables of stones. And then from there, he transcends down even further as what we have today and begin to express himself uh, upon the, the writings of animals, skins, and such like. And then what we have today is uh, the Bible on uh, some of the best and finest Indian paper or whatever you may have. We see it, but understand that the Bible was actually before there was anything. It was in the mind of God. And then God, through the process of time, then began to express himself uh, down through times in different formats to, uh, to his people uh, this morning. If you're able to read your Bibles today, if you're able to hunger and thirst for God today, I say you are most blessed above just the average person. Because the word of God said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness where they shall be filled. You see, it is a blessing just to thirst after God, to hunger after the things of God. I was so curious about it this week as I was studying these stones and such like, the 12 stones and the 12 patriarchs and, and what they symbolize. And I, I decided to look up what my stone was. And uh, it was actually a patri a patriot, I think is how it's pronounced. But it's, it's the same as the emerald, the yellowish uh, a green, uh, amber green uh, uh, stone that God placed. You see, God placed you under different stones, but 
It's the same thing as the emerald. It's more yellowish green, which is the form of God that God brings himself out through a certain color of the emerald light of God. I thought that was sort of unique. I appreciate the Lord for that because, you know, you, you wonder about your makeup and you wonder about uh, your, your, your things in your lives, but God just has a way of encouraging us. In the message, Patmos, the church age book, oh, what a thing to be in the Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. My, to be in the presence of God and hear from Him. You see, there's a connection with being in the Spirit and the presence of God. You see, shouting is a blessing from God. When you're shouting, when you're praising, when you're adoring God, that is actually the blessings of God. But you see, the presence of God is altogether a different thing. It is actually the manifestation of God in our atmosphere. It is the word that was used in the in the Greek perusia, meaning the very expression and the face of Almighty God. If you are now in the presence of God, it is because God has manifested himself to you this morning. So what a thing to be in the Spirit. Hallelujah. John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Mine to be in the presence of God and hear from him. You see, the way that we get into the presence of God is through the Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. You begin to then acknowledge and become aware of the presence of God. This is why the presence of God is so easily unrecognized. Because people have not entered into the realms of the Spirit that ushers us into the presence of God. You see, the presence of God is a, is a, it's a dreadful thing. It is an awful place, but it is a wonderful thing when you're in the Spirit. Many people are struck spiritually dead in the presence of God. Because simply, they're not in the realms of the Spirit. You see, sometimes your praise in the Spirit is one of the strongest weapons of warfare to defeat your enemies. You see, praise and the presence of God is two key elements to your victory every day. Can you say amen? In Isaiah 54 and 17, if you will give me that, the Bible says... No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against the judgment shall thou shall condemn. You believe it? Oh yes, thou shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. You see, sometimes your strongest weapons against your enemies are your praise and worship in the Spirit. You believe that? When we war against the enemy in our minds and in our spirits, when the greatest battle has ever fought is in the human mind. 
We come against the dark forces of the enemy with a weapon from God. And that weapon sometimes is your praise and adoration and acceleration to Almighty God. Oh, I love it. Yes, if you want victory today, then I believe you need to get in the Spirit. And John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. And John was showing us what God will do for us in our lives. It will bring victory in your life. You understand? It brings victory in your life. When you praise and worship the Lord in the Spirit, you will experience victory in your battles. You see, our battles are not physical as the Israelites were. We're not fighting with the Amorites and the Gergesites and and the Ammonites as the Israelites were doing in the natural realms. But we're warring against spirits in this age. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Against demonic power that's been released into this dimension. Over 200,000 demons that were loose from the river Euphrates. You can read it in Genesis. From the river Euphrates was released the demon powers in this age. There's never been an age where you see such demonology as we see it today. And the only power that can uh, counteract and cancel out evil forces is the Spirit of God in this age. Do you believe it? Oh, we need to be in the Spirit. We need to be in the Holy Ghost. Pardon me. You can experience uh, uh, victory. Hallelujah. Being in the Spirit today. How many wants victory? I want to be more in the Spirit. I told the Lord this morning, God, I don't want to be in the flesh. I want to be in the Spirit. Because John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. As you praise this morning and worship Jehovah, His presence will descend amongst us. There's something about it when a saint of God move into that realms of the Spirit. Out saying supernaturally begin to happen in their lives. Notice in obeying the natural things of this life from John's mind. And God beat him and said, come up higher now, John, into the realms. When he came into the very presence of God, there was something about this life that was forgotten. And John began to see things that will be hereafter. He was now into the heavenly atmosphere with Almighty God where all things are made new. John did not see his sicknesses. He did not see the failures and mess ups and mistakes of his life. But he was caught up into the realms of the supernatural where God is. There's something about it. His presence somehow just enshrouds us. Hallelujah. I pray this prayer every morning. Enshroud me with your presence, O God. I ask you to bring more of your presence in my life. Kill out everything that's unlike Christ. Empty out of the very elements of this world out of me and pour your presence in my life. You see, the presence of God will fill every situation 
that you're facing. And you will experience certain victory in all of your battles. Our battles are not natural. They're not carnal, but they're spiritual. You realize that? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Amen. Are not this flesh, but in the spirit, our battles are there. The battle that we're feeling right now is in the spirit realm. You realize that? It's not the person, it's not the situation, it's not the job, it's not any of that. That's only the attributes of a problem that's there in the spirit. Are you with me now? God wants us to keep our minds off of the manifestation and go to where the problem is in the spirit realm. Can you shout amen? Oh, I love the Lord this morning. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Amen. You see, God is wanting us to move out of this realm. Move out of this element of our thinking and what's around us. We've got to look up like John. John was in the spirit and began to look up in the spirit realms. To believe it. We touched on this last uh, Sunday, but I, it'd be worth rehearsing. We understand that in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, that when Jehoshaphat was facing a great battle, he proclaimed the Bible set a fast and sought the Lord with all his people. I love that. I like to see people that will seek the mind of God about their lives. That will pray about matters in their lives. That will take it to the Lord in prayer. When Hezekiah received letter from the enemy, he brought the letter in the house of God and spread it out in the presence of God. If we will do that more often, we will hear from heaven. But I believe the church needs to get in the spirit this morning. You believe it? Bible said the Lord heard their cry and promised them victory. You see, Jehoshaphat was facing a problem from the tribe of Ammon. They were a very vicious tribe. A tribe that was very vicious and had no mercy. And he knew that his army was no match for this, uh, for this army. So God, he went to God in prayer. We need to measure the size of our battles and take it to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. The battle's not all ours. It's the Lord's this morning. You realize it. And we understand that Jehoshaphat, he sent singers and worshipers ahead of his army. God give him revelation. And as he prays and worshiped the Lord in the spirit, the Bible said, the Lord caused the enemies to fight each other and destroy themselves. You see, you've got to understand that you've got to choose your battles. You've got to learn as Christians to choose your battles. You've got to understand the devil will trick you into certain things. And you've got to choose your battles this morning. Some battles God don't want you to be engaged in. The only thing he wants you to do in that battle is praise and worship him. I've like got some people in the house that know how to worship God. You believe him? My, we understand that when you get in the spirit in times of battle, the Lord will cause confusion in the camp of the enemy. 
and make them destroy themselves. Hallelujah. You believe it? I'm talking about there's something about being in the spirit. It brings victory. It produces praise and worship out of your being to Almighty God. It gives him due worship that's due to his name. You see, it will cause confusion in the mind of the enemy. Satan may have set off to cause some havoc in your lives this morning. He may have sent you certain sicknesses or caused certain things to happen. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God's got a message. That message of hope and victory is in Jesus Christ. You believe it? You got to understand it. In 2 Chronicles 20 and 5, I like, I like what Jehoshaphat uh, came to. He, uh, he spoke a very a wonderful message. Uh, verses 15, rather, sorry. Amen. Jehoshaphat, tw- uh, uh, 2 Chronicles 20 and 15, he said, For the battle is not yours, God said to him. You believe it? For the battle is not yours. But whose? God's battle. You got to understand that the battle that you're dealing with in the spiritual realm is the Lord's battle. We get in trouble when we begin to move into this flesh, into this body. And we begin to battle in the flesh when God is in the spirit. And God is saying immediately to John, I was in the spirit. Hallelujah. It will move into the realms of the spirit. God will do great things in our lives. I love that. But the Lord said, the battle is not yours. Praise God. Has the Lord ever said that to you? The battle is not yours. Amen. But God's. Hallelujah. Let it go. Let it go. It's not your battle. It's not your to fight. All you got to do if you want victory is praise and worship Almighty God. Bring out the singers. Bring out the worshipers. Amen. Let's have church. Amen. Turn up the praise. Amen. Let the enemy fall at our feet this morning. Because the battle is not yours, but the Lord this morning. You believe it? I love verses 17. And he shall need not need to fight this battle. Is God speaking to somebody this morning? I don't know what your battle is. But God is saying to you today, he shall not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of God. Hallelujah. It is God's battle, God's salvation. Set yourself. Hallelujah. Looked up that Hebrew word set. It means to fixate yourself in expectation of something miraculous or glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Set yourself and watch for your victory and your miracles. Because they're in the making this morning. God told me to tell you there's a miracle in the making for you. Believe it. Yeah, see. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. What a wonderful passage. What a wonderful scripture. As I said earlier when I began... That the hardest thing for us as Christians to do is nothing. But God is telling us to stand still. Praise God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, in the spirit of praise and worship, 
the manifested presence of God is ushered in. There's something about it that ushers in the presence of Almighty God. I love it. I never yet one time begin to worship God and praise God and leave that session of my prayers without feeling the presence of God. It's like fertilizer. It somehow just ushers in the very manifest presence of God. It removes fear. Brings to order every situation and dilemmas. Hallelujah. Amen. The very praise and worship of a saint of God can cancel out every device of the enemy against you. Satan may have plotted for you. Satan may have a trap in your life. Satan may have thought he has you in control. But I got a message from him this morning. Your praise and worship will cancel out everything of the enemy. You believe it? That's right. Remember, Satan's got a punch for every one of us. Yes, he's been plotting. He's been watching. He, he's got a plan already engineered against you. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God's got a greater purpose of your life today. And that purpose will cancel out every device of the enemy. I believe it. Yes, somehow the presence of God when it comes, as the song says, in the presence of Jehovah. Hallelujah. Hearts are mended. Amen. Problems are solved. Praise God. Healing is in our spirits. Scars that have been in our minds and in our memory and in the geography of our lives have been filled with the presence of God. Supernatural things begin to manifest when His presence comes in, causing your greatest battles to be defeated in your lives today. And when you're up against insurmountable problems, turn them over in a worship and praise in the spirits. And the problem will then destroy itself. Are you with me now? In Second Chronicles 20, the problem destroys itself. The, the Israelites didn't have to raise a finger. All they had to do was raise their praise. And God, the greatest weapon we have in our life is our praises. When we raise our praises, the angels are fighting our battles. You believe it? My, there's just something about anointed praise in the spirit from the lips of a saint of God. It is a dangerous weapon against our deadliest battles in life. It gives entrance to God's divine presence to perform supernatural manifestation in our lives. You believe in miracles. I mean, it believes in the supernatural. I still believe in the supernatural. The Bible said these signs shall follow them that believe. I still believe in miracles. I'm expecting miracles. You get what you expect. I'm expect God to do the impossible. I'm expecting God to change the unchangeable. I'm expecting God to take a hopeless uh, condition and situation and turn it around. You believe it? I don't care how hopeless it looks. God can turn it around. 
He's a God. I will turn around. You believe it? There's something about it that gives entrance to God's divine presence in our lives. I love this quote as, 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 as well. I'm worth quoting in God's eyes, 1958. And in humility, we bow our head and give thee thanks while we call for thy presence. Hallelujah. There's something about it when we call in God's presence. Hallelujah. We've got a direct connection to heaven this morning. We can call in the presence of God. This battle is too great for me. Oh, this, uh, this sickness is too great for me. This thing I'm dealing with is going to eat me up. But God, I call in your presence. You believe it? Something about it that the Lord wants you to call his presence in amongst you. Do you believe that? You have the ability. You have the privilege and the power to call in the presence of God through praise and worship in the spirit this morning. You believe it? If it feels gloomy, call in the presence of God. If you feel like you're going to lose your mind, call in the presence of God. When it feels like you're going to lose out, call in the presence of God. This is how we can do it. It's worth quoting in the Church of Israel, 1947. What a priesthood that we're in. The priesthood of circumcision, not of the flesh, but of the heart. Amen. The heart circumcised by the Holy Ghost. That's right. Then you can offer praises and adoration to God. The spiritual sacrifice. Your lips pouring out praise unto him. Lord, I love you. I can't feel you, but I love you. I can't see you, but I love you. I'm in this dilemma, but I still love you. It seems like you turned your back on me, but I still love you. This trial I've been in, I can't get out of it, but I still love you. I wish somebody would praise him this morning. I still love you, Lord. You believe it? Hallelujah. I didn't come to play church today. Amen. I didn't come to play church. I didn't come here to work you up. But I come in the spirit of Almighty God to let you know when you get in the spirit, you're going to have victory. You love it. What a wonderful Savior. Brother Rodney is Jesus our Lord. The poet said he hided himself in the cleft of the rock and cover me there with his hand. Yes, he knows how to cover us. Expectation 1951, and we're so thankful tonight that the Spirit of God still makes our heart rejoice to praise Him in the congregation of the upright. If you got a praise on you in you, you ought to be thankful. If you still got some fire in you, you ought to be thankful. If you still feel God, you ought to be thankful. John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Oh, praise God. Something wonderful happened when he got in the spirit of worship and praise. He began to see the rapture translation. He began to see things that will be hereafter. You know, John didn't see his old broken down body when he got in the spirit. He saw himself shouting in a brand new body. He saw himself healed in a brand new body. 
All the problems left him. All the heartaches left him. All the, all the, the, the conditions that was in his life left him at that moment when he saw himself over there. You believe it? You have to see yourself in that dimension. You have to see yourself in that place. Where you go and you got to see it before you can go there. The same thing with a dream or a vision. Unless you have a dream or a vision, you're not going anywhere. The Bible said without a vision, the people perish. You have to see it and walk towards it. Hallelujah. There's a church that's not just walking, but running up the king's highway. I believe it. There's something about being in the spirit. It brings a breakthrough in our lives. How many are looking for a breakthrough this morning? You just want a breakthrough in your life. You're just right there on the verge and you're looking for that breakthrough. Many are trapped in the present house of torments. From past failures. Regrets of messing up. And presently stuck in the twilight zones of a purposeless life. But I came with a message to tell you, you need a breakthrough. Uh, praise and worship to disintegrate every lies of the devil in your life. You believe it? Yes, you need a breakthrough. Praise and worship in the spirit this morning. Sometimes you just have to break out of it. You just have to just snap out of it. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to shake yourself out of it. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, this trial is not going to kill me. You believe it? This trial is not going to destroy me. This trial is not going to shake me. This trial is not going to seal the joy of the Lord in my life. You believe it? You see, the avenue of praises uh, can grant you a breakthrough as well. You believe that? Hallelujah. You can experience a breakthrough in your life and the hindrances of your blessings will be removed. And all the sadness and loneliness and despair and lethargy and clouds of oppression will be canceled out in your lives. You believe that? How many want to cancel out these things? And cancel out sadness. And cancel out loneliness. And cancel out despair. And lethargy. And oppression. And depression. And every curse against my life. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. You believe it? I believe it this morning. You see gloom and darkness. Will give way to new vision. Dreams. And new purpose in your lives. You believe it? Gloom and darkness will have to leave you today. I don't care how melancholy you've been. Your praise will break you through it. There'll be a breakthrough in your life. You believe it? Oh, I just love it. In Joshua chapter 6 and verses 1. Amen. You don't have to give it to me. But what Joshua was facing, uh, the wall of Jericho. Hallelujah. You believe it? He was facing the wall of Jericho, and a hindrance and obstacle, and hindrance and obstacle. 
We have those in our lives. Whether it's something someone has done or a circumstance has created or whether it is something that is self-inflicted. We all have hindrances and obstacles in our lives. You believe it? And when Joshua was facing the wall of Jericho, this hindrance and obstacle, God instructed him that on the seventh day to make a great shout unto the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you this morning, you don't need weapons. Amen. You don't, you don't need military uh, artillery. All you need is a mouth to praise God. All you need is a heart that knows how to praise God. You will tear down walls and have a breakthrough in Jesus' name. There's something about it that God says the weapon of your mouth will give you a breakthrough. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And you look at that passage. It's a wonderful thing. God told them that your praises will remove your hindrances. Did you hear me this morning? Your praises will remove your hindrances. Lord, I don't know how. I can't see how. Uh, scientifically, it can't be. Medically, it can't be. Humanly, it can't be. But supernaturally, it is possible. Do you believe it? Supernaturally, it is possible. I came to preach faith to you this morning. To tell you, you're on the winning side. That God is on your side today. You believe it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Amen. God said your praise will remove your hindrances. And the people shouting and, uh, and giving praise to God caused the walls of Jericho to fall flat. Praise God. Flat. This is one of the greatest victories I see of the Old Testament. That God told the people, all you got to do is shout. And when you shout, the walls will come down. God just went into their shouts and just uh, magnified the power of their voices that shut down the hindrances and obstacles. You believe it? The walls of resistance against your promise will come down at the praises of Jehovah. I don't care what it is. If there's a resistance, the walls of resistance will come down at the power of your praise. You believe it? Standing between you this morning and your breakthrough is one wall. Standing between you and your victory is only one wall. Satan shows you many things, but to God is only one wall. And on the other side of the wall is your victory. You're standing the closest that you have ever been to your breakthrough right now. How many has got a wall? Go to raise your hand. You got an obstacle. You got a hindrance. You got a wall. Well, I came this morning to tell you, you're closer now to your victory than you've ever been. Because on the other side of the wall is your victory. On the other side of the, of the wall is your promise. You believe it? Go on and shout it down. I said, go on and shout it down. Whatever that wall is, shout it down. 
Hallelujah. God told the Israelites, shout to the Lord. On the other side of the wall is your promised land. Praise God. Praise God. Everybody say hindrances and obstacles. If you have them today, you're so close. There's only one wall between you and your victory. Hallelujah. There's one wall that's got to come down. And it's not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, say the Lord of hosts. This wall has got to come down. You believe it, friends? Hallelujah. What a blessing. What a blessing it is. Amen. To be on that wall. Amen. To see that wall come down. And every wall of opposition will crumble at the power of your praise. And you're about to enter into the greatest season of your life. Praise God. Don't raise your hands, but some of you, the devil told you, there's no hope for you. The situation is too far gone. For you young people, there's no boy for you. There's no girl for you. You'll never get married. You're just going to be an old maid. You tell the devil, daddy's a liar this morning. You tell the devil, it's the phoenix. He tells you the sickness is going to cripple you. It's going to debilitate you. It's going to do all sorts of things uh, against you. But I come with the message to tell you, I'm shouting it from the rooftop that God said, shout it down. Defy it in Jesus' name. You believe it? You're about to enter the greatest season of your life. Everybody says season. This is your season this morning. God is about to move in your family, your business, your personal life, your finances. This is your season. You believe it now? Hallelujah. Chronic sickness is going to have to go. You believe it? Chronic sicknesses has got to go. You know what the word chronic is? It means that it's there and it's not going to leave. It's reputitious. It's inheritance. It's passed down. But I come with a message to break the curse in Jesus' name. That chronic sickness will have to be destroyed. Shout it down. You believe it? Hallelujah. You're at the breakthrough point of your journey, friends. You are not behind. You are at the breakthrough point of your journey. Hallelujah, young people. I say, praise God, church. You're at the breakthrough point of your journey. You believe it? You're closer to your miracles than you even realize it. Amen. And I believe this morning you're on the verge, amen, of your miracle. And you're on the verge of your breakthrough right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. You've got to see it right now. Amen. God's going to do what he's got to do. God is interested in you. God didn't bring you here to leave you now. You will not die in this wilderness. God's going to lift you up. Hallelujah. And you're cut out of Egypt in Jesus' name. You believe it? God's about to spoil you with gifts that you never asked for. Hallelujah. You're going to rob the Egyptians. Hallelujah. You're going to rob them blind. You're going to leave this place shouting, praising. You believe it? Somebody shout amen. Somebody going to shout. Somebody going to praise God. You love it. Your promise is about to come to pass. Your dreams is about to become a reality. 
tell the devil to drop dead. Your confidence in God is not tarnished by your disappointments. Your hope will strive again. Even though Satan try to kill it, you'll rise up in the name of Jesus. You believe it. Hallelujah. Satan is trying to destroy your faith and trust in God's promise. But you still believe. And if God said it, he will do it. And if God spoke it, he will bring it to pass. You're here today. Touch somebody beside you and say, I'm still here. I'm still here. Hallelujah. You believe it, you're not dead. Praise God. Even though you feel that way sometimes. Even though sometimes you feel like you can't go on anymore. Even though you think that that's the end of you, you're still here. Tell Satan, I'm still here. Hallelujah. God said it and he will do it. And if God spoke it, he will perform it and bring it to pass. I want you to listen on the other side of the wall. You're entering into a place of revival, restoration, and renewal like you'll never witness. You believe it? On the other side of the wall, there is restoration, revival, and renewal for you. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John was in the Spirit. I'm still in the Spirit. Amen. When John got in the Spirit, he can see a breakthrough in his life. You believe it? A place of provision and peace that God wants to bring you. You believe it? Come on, let's face it. Brothers, you don't have to raise your hands, but you worry sometimes. You worry about being a provider, being, a, being the head of the house. How are you going to take care of this? As you look at the economics, as you look at the way the world is going, you feel troubled by it. And some of you that don't even have a husband, but is a single uh, 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 person, a single parent that's trying to make it in this world, it can become troublesome. It can become very, very troublesome to the human mind. But I come to a place this morning to tell you that on the other side of the wall, there's provision and there's peace. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, but as Christ give today. Oh, what does it take to make a Christian life? 1957, there isn't enough power in hell I can even defeat the purpose of God. You believe it? There is not enough power in hell to defeat the purpose of God. When God wants to display a breakthrough, all hell cannot stop it. You believe it? What God is wanting to do in your life, even hell can't stop it. You believe it? Hell may try to stop it. Hell may try to prevail against it, but hell can't stop what God has purposed. You believe it? Hell cannot stop what God has purposed. Amen. Write it down. Hell cannot stop what God has purposed. If you have purpose, you're shaking up hell. You believe it? You love him this morning. When God wants to display a breakthrough, all hell cannot stop it. I believe this is the time to start celebrating your victory. Praise God. Start celebrating your victory. 
Amen. Have a birthday celebration for your victory. Come on, church. Because your victory is getting ready to be burst in the name of Jesus. Have a birthday party. Let's celebrate your victory. You believe it, church. Amen. Break out in praises and worship in the spirit because you're on the verge of a miracle. There's a blessing on the other side of the battle. Amen. Give a great shout unto the Lord and the walls will fall flat. You believe it? Lord, I just don't feel like praising, but Lord, I'm going to turn up my praise. Hallelujah. Carrie, where are you at? We're going to turn up our praise. I didn't feel like coming to church this morning, but I'm going to turn up my praise. My body was racking with pain, but I'm going to turn up my praise. I felt like laying in a bed and dying, but God says, no, turn up your praise. You believe it? Oh, may God help us this morning. Your praise will accelerate your miracle. You believe it? Your miracle will be accelerated by your praise. Oh, praise God. How many are looking for your miracle? Well, your praise and worship will accelerate your, your miracle. It will accelerate your breakthrough. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Surely, hallelujah, no weapon form will prosper. Amen. Amen. Because your praise accelerates your breakthrough in your life. You believe that? It may be your next praise that caused you to enter into your breakthrough. So go ahead and praise him. Give him your best praise. Because your praise accelerates your miracles. Joshua 6 and 20. The Bible said, and the people shouted when the priests blow with the trumpet. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout. And the walls fell down flat. So that the people went up into the city. Every man straight before him. And did what? How do you get your victory? Shout down the walls. And when the walls crumble, on the other side is the spoils. Oh, glory. Everybody says spoils. God's getting ready to spoil you like you never imagined this morning. On the other side is your spoils. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible said when God, amen, shut up the Red Sea, amen, and all of Pharaoh's army was drowned their bodies were floating all over the sea. And God caused the wind to blow their bodies to shore. And then God told the Israelites, go take their smalls. Hallelujah. Your, your praise and worship will defeat your enemy and bring you into your spoils. Amen. You see how much God wants to spoil you? Amen. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to do anything for it, Brother Greg. All you got to do is just bring your wheelbarrow, amen, and your wagon and get filled up in the presence of God. Amen. That's all you got to do is bring your wheelbarrows, bring your barrels. Don't bring a little small, small little cup when you're coming. Some people, you know, they sing, fill my cup, Lord. It's a little, you know, wine shot. Little glass, these guys take one shot with, bring the old barrel when you come to God. Because God said, I'm going to fill it. You believe it? I'm going to fill it. He said, dig these ditches. Amen. 
fill this ditch and dig it. Amen. I'm going to fill it with my presence. Make this valley full of ditches this morning. Are you digging today? Are you digging today? Are you digging what I'm preaching? Amen. Dig it deep because God is going to fill it. You believe it? You're standing on the edge of your breakthrough. And God is about to fulfill every word that he has spoken over you. Can I get a witness? Has God spoken something over you? Has God said something over you? But God's getting ready to bring it to pass. You believe it? God is getting ready to bring it to pass. There's a breakthrough on the way for that foul spirit of torment that's harassing your mind this morning. You believe it? You need to rebuke that old foul spirit that's harassing your mind. I was taking you in the past. You know, Satan never showed you the future. He's only showing you the past because he doesn't know the future. God holds the future. You believe it? Satan holds the past. God holds the future. Now, which direction are you going this morning? I'm going in my future because God's got a future in my life. Everybody said future. God holds my future. You believe it? Led by the Holy Spirit, 1952. He said, I praise him. I'll praise him if I was in torment. For he's real. Praise God. You know how to get rid of a tormenting mind? Start praising God. Start worshiping God. I'm tired of this thought striking me. I'm tired of this thought arresting me. I'm tired of this thought just digging into my mind, into my spirit. Start praising God and that old spirit of torment will leave you. You believe it? You know what's the problem with the church today? They're living in torment. Torment of their failures, of their mistakes, of their past. Of things that are trapped into their mind. Imagery that are there. That cannot be gotten rid of. Only the Holy Spirit can give you strength to move past it. That's the past. God doesn't live in the past. He lives in the future and the now. You believe that? Oh, what a Savior. Oh, His name is Jesus. Oh, you believe it this morning. There's something about it. Amen. John said, I was in the the spirit on the Lord's day. You see, when you praise and worship in the spirit, you will experience freedom from your bondages. You believe that? Not only victory or a breakthrough, but you need deliverance from that bondage in your life. You believe that? Book of Acts chapter 16 the Bible said that Paul and Silas was beaten, beaten repeat, repeatedly. Just repeatedly they beat them and bound them and put them in prison. But the word of God said in the midst of their pain and bondage, they began to sing and worship in the spirits and their shackles were loosed. You believe it? Something about being in the spirits that breaks the shackles in our lives that free our minds, that free us from the grip of Satan's power. Oh, yes, it brings freedom in our lives. You believe it? Let's read it. Acts 16 and 25. And the Bible said at midnight. Are you there this morning? 
midnight is the most crucial time of the night. Because you are in your greatest pain at midnight. At midnight is where you feel like you're going to lose your mind. But one minute after midnight is a brand new day. Hallelujah. That means God's getting ready to bring you into your brand new day in the name of Jesus. You believe it? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. I like that word, suddenly. You heard me preach on it plenty of times, suddenly. Suddenly. Say it with me, suddenly. I haven't forgotten how to preach. Amen. Suddenly. God wants you to move you in a suddenly. When God does anything, it's suddenly. You went from bankrupt to too much. From not enough to too much. From not having enough to overflow in your life. Do you believe it? Shout amen. Do you believe it? Shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the prisoners heard him. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundation of the prison was shaken. You see, when God does something, amen, and he breaks the shackles and sets you free from the bondage, he doesn't do it on the surface. He goes to the foundation. He shakes it up from the very root of where it comes from. He gets to the very root of the problem and shakes it by the power of God. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And watch this. And immediately all the doors were opened. And every man's bands were loose. You believe it? Every man's bands were loose. Yes, when you're in the spirit, it brings freedom in your life. Take off those shackles. Strip away those shackles in Jesus' name. You believe it? Amen. Take off those shackles on your feet and hands in the name of Jesus. They did not wait till God delivered them before they offer praises unto God. The Bible said that during their bondage, they exalted God. While they were in their shackle, they lift their hands to God. While they had chains on their feet, they were still shouting. You can't chain down a good shout in God's church. You can't stop holy hands from raising to Almighty God. That while they were in their shackles, they still praise God. Hallelujah. That even the prisoners saw them. The prisoners saw them. And what kind of people is this? What kind of people is this? Amen. We try to shackle down their praise, but they're still praising. We try to tie up their hands, but they're still lifting up. We try to shout up their mouth, but they're still shouting. Praise God. The devil is the phoenix. He can't stop you. You're like a locomotive. Hallelujah. Let's run away. Amen. A, a fire. That's a wind on a windy day. Amen. You're going in the power and spirit of Almighty God. You believe it, church? Amen. They praise God. Amen. As they praise God, their praises unto God brought deliverance from their bondage. And in the midst of their bondage and pain and suffering, they sing praises unto God. 
And when you do that, you will experience freedom from bondages. Lord, this bondage has got to leave me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This thing that's just trying to kill me is going to go in Jesus' name. This addiction has got to go. These pills have got to go. This drug has got to go. Oh, this, this, this devil has got to go in Jesus' name. I don't care what it is. It's not too big for God this morning. I don't care how shameful it is. It's not too big for God. When you get in the spirit, you'll experience victory in your lives. You believe it? Yes. They experience such freedom from the bondage. All the bondages, amen, was broken, amen, from their lives. Let me say this, friends. The angels did not come and just uh, aid them and, re- and just, okay, I'll just, let me, let me do this for you. It was broken supernaturally. You believe it? They didn't even have to reach down and untie their shackles and that was upon their hands. It was gone supernaturally. Something about the elements of worship to God that disintegrates the power of Satan. It was gone supernaturally. And the Bible said the door just opened supernaturally. Amen. Like the door at Walmart just walked right open. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, God knows how to work supernaturally in your life. Then those are going to swing right open. You don't have to fry them open. You don't need a crowbar. You don't need to call a locksmith. We got the greatest locksmith there is, Jesus Christ. He knows how to make the door open in front of you. You believe it? The message, Jehovah of Miracles, 1959. Uh, Brother Bram said, uh, speaking about Mary, he said, uh, give us more Mary around here that take God's, God at his word and praise him whether you feel something or not. Jesus never said, did you feel it? He said, do you believe it? How many believe for your healing? You believe for your family? You believe for your finances? You, you believe for your well-being? God is able to do it. When John got in the spirit, it brought deliverance to him. You believe it? Amen. When you worship and praise in the spirit, you will experience deliverance from demonic oppression. Let me say this. A great percentage of people in our message rank are sitting in churches, but they're demonically oppressed. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Unpowerful preaching, intellectual preaching. Ethereally, they know the word, but it never dropped from the from the mind to the heart. It never dropped from the from the from from the brain down here in the mind into the spirit. Therefore, they're dealing with a lot of demonic oppressions in their lives. Don't tell me I know sitting in church, but they're demonically impressed, yeah. oppressed. The devil oppresses their minds and their spirits. Look at 1 Samuel 16. Saul was tormented by an evil spirit. So they brought David in to play the harp before him. And the Bible says as David uh, wor- was worshiping and as he played the harp uh, and worshiped the Lord, uh, verses uh, 23 of 1 Samuel 6. Listen, this is what happened. And it came to pass when the devil spared from God. You say, how can it be from God? God allowed it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because Saul got out of the will of God through rebellion. And rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. 
God did not send the spirit, but God allowed the spirit because of the demon of rebellion against God. You better be careful. You better be careful, friends. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with, uh, with his hands. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Watch this. When you begin to worship God in the spirit, it delivers you from demonic oppression. You believe it? Demonic oppression is real. Demonic oppression is not just a byword. It's real. It's in churches. It's in people's life. It's in people's family. And those oppression has got to be broken by the power of Almighty God. You believe it? So the evil spirit will leave Saul and the Bible said he will be refreshed. I said to the church this morning, you will experience deliverance from the oppression of your enemies by being in the spirit of worship today. Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, I love you Father. I love you. I love you. Won't you do it right now? Just lift your hands and say, Lord. You don't feel like doing it, but just lift your hands up and say, Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you. You mean more to me than life itself. I love you, Jesus. You see, praise and worship in the spirit drives out every evil spirit of fear, doubts, and unbelief from the minds and bodies of God's people. It does. It drives out fear, doubts, and unbelief. John was in the spirit. And it brought revelation to him. You see, worshiping and praising Jesus Christ in the spirit fosters revelation of God's will and purpose in your life. There's something about it. In 2 Kings 3, the king of Israel, Judah, and Edom went to battle against the king of Moab. The Bible said face, uh, they faced a great Danger when they ran out of water for their, uh, for their troops. You know the story. And the Bible said they sought the mind of, of the Lord for, uh, from the prophet uh, Elisha. And Elisha called for a harpist to play before him. And the Bible says as a harpist played and worshipped and they began to praise God. Suddenly the spirit of revelation came upon the prophet. Oh praise God. I say church of the living God. There's something about worship that brings us into the spirit of revelation. You realize you need revelation. You need revelation every day. I'm not talking about apocalypse. I'm talking about revelation. Revelation, how to live. Revelation, what to do. Revelation, who to marry. Revelation, what God wants in your life. The church needs revelation. Everybody say revelation. Second Kings 3 and 15. Let's read it quickly. I'm closing. But now, but now bring me a minstrel. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when the minstrel played and the hand of the Lord came upon him. He said, Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. But thus saith the Lord, he shall not see wind, neither shall he see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water that he may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Amorites also into your hands. 
the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and he received a revelation of the promise of God for his people. And the Lord provided the water they needed. Not only that, but he promised them victory in the battle. Praise God. You see, when God gives us, he doesn't give us sparingly. All they asked for was water, and God give them victory. God give them provision, and God give them victory over their enemies. Are you with me this morning? God will provide for you, and God will destroy your enemies. Oh, such love. Such wondrous love. Such love. Amazing grace. You believe it? Through the spirit of worship and praises, you create a conductive atmosphere to receive divine revelation, guidance, and promises. You believe that? You do. You do. You receive. There's a conductive atmosphere to receive guidance and revelation in your life. And the promises of God. John was in the spirit. I'm closing. John was in the spirit. You believe it? How many like to get in the spirit? Let me give you one more thought. When John was in the spirit, it brought healing. Amen. It brought healing. Because he was no longer in his broken down body. He was transported in a brand new body. You believe it? And in the spirit of praise and worship to our Lord Jesus Christ, you will experience healing and miracles in your lives. You believe it? In Matthew 8, verses 1 through 3, the Bible said, The leopard who worshipped Jesus was healed from his leprosy. You believe it? Amen. In Matthew 9 and 18, brother, Brother Greg, the ruler who worshipped Jesus had his daughter raised from the dead. In Matthew 15, 21, the Canaanite woman who worshipped Jesus received deliverance for her daughter from demonic oppression. When you're in the spirit of worship and praise, your pain and suffering will be healed supernaturally. The Lord will move with compassion and perform a miracle in your life. You believe that? How many believes it? Then let us all stand to our feet. Amen. Praise of the Spirit is one of the avenues that God has chosen for His people to serve Him through. And as you praise God, you're serving God. You believe that? It was for the purpose of praise that God made all creation. I love this 1954. I will restore. Brother Bram said, the little trees with life in them can frolic and give and jump and rejoice and praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, we had a cold front just came in here. But right before the cold front came in, there was a wind that brought it in. I sat there in my study and I began to hear the wind just blowing on the outside. And I stood up and turned around and looked outside. And my, those beautiful uh, uh, oak trees in front of my yard began to suddenly begin to sway. My, they began to sway, and they were rejoicing, and suddenly as the wind whipped around, came around the porch, and I thought, wow, it's going to take the porch away. It began to sway, and as it began to sp- uh, sway, it began to frolic. But you see, there were some things also on that tree that was dead, and suddenly the leaves began to blow off of aiming the tree. God knows uh, how to clean us up, doesn't he? Praise God in the prophet Elisha, 1954. Live like a Christian, real Christian. Go giving 
God praise and sing His praises day and night. There are no limitations to praise in the Spirit. Day and night, I'm going to praise you, Lord. I'm going to worship you, Lord. Got up this morning thinking about mom and his mister so badly. I was just thinking, I reached for my phone to call, but there was no mama. And boys, let me tell you something. If you haven't called mama in a long time, you better call mama. Amen. You better go see mama or call her. Because one day she's not going to be there. And I was thinking about her when I called her. Amen. The first thing she would say is, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. She got to praise for about a few minutes before she even got to talking to me. Amen. After she got through praising, then she asked me how my day was. Friends, I tell you, when you praise God, amen, there's no limitation to it. In a message prayer line, 1954, I close with this now. And after God does something for you, then give him praise and rejoice as much as you wish. And immediately I was in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. My countdown, 1964, and when a man is filled with the Holy Ghost, there's something in him that's full of God's spiritual vitamin that makes him praise God, shout, and act different. Yes, John was in the Spirit. Yes, this is what John was experiencing in the Spirit. You believe it? To get in the Spirit, you've got to move in the channel. You believe that? Revelation 1.10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Revelation 4.2, and immediately I was in the Spirit. Revelation 17.3, so he carried me away in the Spirit. Revelation 21.10, and he carried me away in the Spirit to a great high city. And showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem. Put your hands together and give God praise. Hallelujah. He's worthy, truly worthy of all praise and glory and honor and thanksgiving due to his mighty name. Don't you love him, friends? Something about him that just makes you love him. You raise up your hands to him and say, Lord, I love you. I'm going to live for you, Lord. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't seem possible. I don't know what's going to happen, Lord. It seems like I had a bad rap in my life. Things didn't go well. and didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go, Lord. And I'm here today. and I, I, My other friends are thriving. And they, they look like they're just happy. And brother, but let me say this. There's a lot of things you don't know. Every one of us has got a battle. Every one of us has got a problem. But if you're here today and you have a controversy with God, I ask you to just praise him and worship him and say, Lord, take away this controversy out of my life. Give me solace and peace in my life, Lord. I want to get rid of this thing, and I want to worship you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's worship him in a moment. In prisoner's chains with bleeding stripes both Paul and Silas prayed that night and in their pain they began to Chains were loose. Their chains 